Hey everyone, welcome to the Christian Music Bros podcast, where we love talking about Christian music, artists, albums, and all the things. I'm Braden Ford, and I'm Brendan Ford. Yes, and we're here today talking about Christian music with our friend and amazing artist, Grace Graber. Hi, guys. Welcome to the podcast. This is our 15th episode now, so welcome. Thank you. 15, you know, number five is actually the number in the Bible for grace. So I don't know what 15 is, but there's a five in it. I don't know what 15 is. I'm thinking joy, but I don't know. Oh, that'd be cool. That was just random. Yes, on top of my head. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> we can put joy and grace together and we can have grace and joy. You know, there's I one of my favorite people at church, her name's Joy and Grace and Joy. And we're always the only ones talking, not the only ones talking in our community group, but we're always the ones talking. And so just Grace and Joy, just going at it. Yeah. So you're an independent artist in a way. So can you tell us about your music journey? Like what what made you write music and just tell us a little bit about your music journey so far? Yeah, well, what was what's cool is you guys have seen me from the very, very beginning because I've only been doing this for a couple of years. And um, one, we all met last year at the We Love Awards, which was so exciting and fun. Um, and that was my first award show. So I was like super nervous and I didn't know where or what I had to do or what to do with my hands, any of that. So I, I know I met you guys though. Um, but yeah, I've been, I've, man, I've been doing music for only like, I think three years now, but like two years, like fully in the Christian music realm. Um, I started with my first release of Sirius, which was just kind of like one of those personal projects. Um, and then I went into my CCM journey, um, pretty safe, getting that EP produced um by Grant Wool. Um he was a he was a Christian pop artist back in the day. And then um I started releasing that and then I moved to Nashville and then I got depressed after my first project came out and realized I wasn't fully like I mean healed, which as someone who's gone through like multiple healing journeys was hard for me to process after the EP because when you put something out in the world and you realize, oh my gosh, this is public and people can judge me. And um, I I was no longer just Grace Graber, like who lived in Portland, Oregon. I was Grace Graber, the artist, you know, um, that was a lot to process. And I realized I was not done with my healing journey as far as my PTSD, which is where conversations came out of. Um, and I started my journey as like a professional songwriter, all of that. And, um, and realized, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't fully healed. So we moved to Nashville and then I started sharing my story more and learning how to heal and process everything. And then, um, I blew up on Instagram, whatever. So fun. Um, cause I shared my story and was more open about that. And, um, I was talking to my husband last night. It was like, I feel like, yeah, the first EP was great and it was a way to get my foot in the door and do things, but I didn't fully like step into why I do music. I didn't fully step into 
the mental health yet. And I had, I was still insecure as far as I, I used to be so afraid to mention Hawk Nelson's name um, in anything because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to look crazy. But like, this is my story. And so kind of just jumping into it, fully immersing myself into that um, has changed my life, has helped me heal even more and has helped other people heal. And it ultimately has shown me my purpose. Um, but yeah, like you mentioned, I'm an independent artist, which just, just means I fund my own music. Um, I have my, I have a full team. I've got my producer and I've got my A&R and I've got my distribution, which is shout out Wings, Wings Distribution. If you don't know who they are, they've got amazing um, independent artists who they are introducing to Spotify and iTunes and all that. Um, so I've got a great team. Honestly, that the only difference, yeah, is really the funding is I, I work three jobs to pay for all of my music. So <laughs> um, what would you say? Because you said you're from Portland, Oregon originally. If I caught that right. He what Portland say, weird. Yeah. But what would you say is the difference about making music out in like Oregon this Oregon landscape versus the Nashville landscape? Oh my gosh. Well, I mean. Oregon, I had such great friends in Oregon. I still do. And I am terrible at keeping in contact with anyone. So shout out to my Oregon friends, Lane Norberg, who I love him. He's actually having a baby, you guys. We did that Christmas song a couple, um, like a years back, my first Christmas release. Um, and uh, it's a little more like exclusive. Like it's a little more like, not, I mean, Lane was an exception and he like started doing like hangouts and all that and and Hayden too which Hayden ended up moving to Nashville and he's here and he's my he does all my music directing as far as my live shows um it's a little more I mean people are more to themselves in Portland in Nashville everyone wants to do everything together and as someone who's relational and extroverted I've never felt like so a part of a community like I have in Nashville, as well as people, it's, it's not that they take you more seriously in that, they do, like, there's just a lot more opportunity to do things professionally. There's a lot more opportunity to learn from um, bigger songwriters. Like, for me, my challenge getting into a room has always been, I have to be like I, I have to be the worst writer in the room. I want to be so that I can learn. And so I am, I've been put in a lot of situations where I've been able to learn and I don't have to be the worst writer. What am I saying? I like, but more like I want to be challenged in all of my songwriting. So um, I think the opportunity to be challenged is here. The opportunity to write for other artists um, is awesome. Like I get DMs from other artists who've moved here and they want to learn how, I mean, people are just like so willing to like meet with you and hang out and, and not that Portland wasn't, they're just, they weren't in Portland. Everyone is here in Nashville. It's just like, it's a proximity thing. Um, my church has been amazing. Just getting involved in my worship team has been so easy and um, a little piece of music history, David, my worship leader, used to be in Run Kid Run, which is one of, was one of my favorite bands back in the day. Um, and so just to have him like at my fingertips and ask him questions from like the old days, you know, the old days, I call him old all the time. Sometimes I've, I think I called him dad once, but, um, but like, 
you you just ha- you're just here I, there's just something magical about it like I mean my roommate was on um the tour bus with hit steep with Hawk Nelson's drummer Dave you know like just stuff like that where I get a text and I'm like that would have never happened anywhere else so that was a much longer answer but there you go you're okay Brandon you have any questions or anything you want to add yeah that's just awesome like your music is so vulnerable and then your story like all through the songwriting the process I just love that vulnerability because so many artists like you see they're telling a message and you don't know for sure is that message actually connected to their heart so like we love that about you that your music actually is connected to what you're going through in life the vulnerability especially pouring into the mental health community and all that like your music's definitely made an impact more than just music wise but through social media through Instagram through things that people are actually investing their time in and that's just awesome seeing how vulnerability works so well with that ministry thank you yeah and that's that's the difference between I feel like what I'm doing and the reason why I kind of have stayed more independent and haven't tried to go fully into that CCM realm is because this is a ministry this is this is an opportunity I have to be a resource I did not have when I was younger and mm-hmm. um that's why I'm venturing out and I'm, I'm trying to lean more into the mental health thing because one, there's so many awesome other ministries out there that no one knows about. Um, two, I mean, just ministering to people through music, that's just a little bit of what I do. Like people will find me from the music or people will find my music from what I do. Like, I don't think people realize like being as public as you can be nowadays you have an opportunity to show and point at different resources. And that just makes the spectrum of what people need and want even like, I mean, there's just more opportunity to get your music out there in, in general, which is why I'm venturing into the podcast and the, all of it. Like, it's just, to me, this isn't about the songs. Like, I mean, it is, the songs are just part of it. Those are, that's actually the funnest thing I get to do is write the songs. It, to me, it's about, being accessible and a resource out there for young girls and I mean just teens in general to see like hey she struggled with this I can get through it like and here's the thing is I don't usually talk about this very often I'm going to talk about it more on the podcast I'm still diagnosed with PTSD I still have depression I still struggle with anxiety recently ADHD I don't know if you could tell (laughs) But, um, but like people don't realize, like, I'm a walking example of like, I have to get up every day and just try to survive sometimes. Like the social media thing is not easy for me. The mental health talking about it is not easy for me. And I applaud myself every day, you know, cause it's like, it's just, it's hard. And I have therapists and mentors and all of that, that help me inspire me and keep me Mm-hmm. going and keeping me waking up you know but people don't realize like I still struggle with it I'm still on my own healing journey and this isn't just me like saying oh God's gonna heal you and because and, I believe he can it might be just a longer journey than we think and um yeah like uh, people I, I I I say that more to be like I'm an example of like a Christian who struggles every day and like I'm not trying to force everyone's opinions to see like, oh my gosh, like I do believe there's freedom and I am searching for it myself and you guys get to watch that. And so if I can be vulnerable while doing that, maybe someone else can 
find healing too. Anyway, there you go. And for those who are listening, I recommend you check out Grace's music, her podcast and everything and her little vlogs, if you want to call on Instagram and everything. So I don't know. You know I've been, I've been doing that late. Do you guys like that? Like, I, I don't get to ask people that. Do you guys like it when I like hop on in my car and like, I'm about to head into work and I'm feeling rushed, but I had something on my heart. I think it's a perfect thing to do. Like okay, it's cool. better to do it right off this, like right when you have it, than like, what was I thinking earlier? Yeah. Like, what, I think yeah, what, you, things are key. what do you guys like seeing artists do on like you guys, you're all about the Christian music. I know you have like a mm-hmm. couple other questions you're going to ask me, but I want to know, like, what do you guys enjoy seeing from artists as the fans? Personally, I like people that interact. I know it's hard to interact with every single fan, but even if it's like a few comments back and forth, like even if like, if you have like a hundred comments, even if you respond to like three of them, I feel like it just shows that they're really personal to people because like personal is always nice and everything. That's, Ooh. and then what I also, you, Brad? Good. Yeah, just like what Brendan said, like we love the interactions. I love seeing artists actually get personal with other fans and not just, you know, like awesome, that's good. But actually, I love seeing the artist's journey as well. Mm-hmm. I love seeing the like we love seeing their personal, their personal life, their personal thing. Not too much of it, but to the point that you feel the artist is actually intentional with pouring into others. Like, like you said about hopping in the car and just doing a little bit of encouragement, just updating people on life. Just not like you're just putting out the music side, like tour merch, but you're actually saying, hey, this is also what's going on. This is where mm-hmm. I am spiritually. This is what God's showing me, and this is just something crazy that's happening. So it's the intentional and the personal with artists that they do to fans. That part really means a lot. And to piggyback off of dear, like one of my favorite people to watch live or on Instagram is Kate Thompson. We all, Kate was at the Weeva mm-hmm. Awards last year, but like he always has, hops on like every Monday or I think mm-hmm. it's every Monday. I could be mistaken. All these days blend together now, but, but like he gives You're her- there. You, you show up. Yeah, yeah, he's there. Yeah. But like he always hops in, like he takes a couple minutes every Monday to go through like a Bible verse, and he like sometimes talks to his fans and everything. That's cool. I love that. Oh well, I'll take notes. I'll learn. See, that's we learn from each other. We learn from listening. So like, I just like I'm I'm an interaction person. I'm a communications major. That's why I got my major in. So like, I'm just big on like one-on-one relationships or relationships as a whole. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to leave anyone out. So if there was like, that's why I always ask Brad, what do you want to say too in this podcast, for example? I'm just like, I don't want to leave anyone behind. So hmm. I love that. But you said we all met at the We Love Awards. That's how me and Brad had actually met in person. Can you, well, well, do you, do you I, can't, I can't remember my question. I'm sorry. I just lost my train of thought. You're fine. No, we're just hanging out. But it was cool that that's like where we all met met in person last year. I think we all met at separate times, but I just remember that event. Um, if you haven't checked out the Wheel of All the Awards, I would recommend you checking it out. You can watch a replay from last year. You've seen Grace's performance and everything. So I've grown so much as a performer since then. I watch it sometimes <laughs> and I'm like, okay, there's a lot. Like I definitely, my sets are more rock and roll now. And like, I'm like the pop thing, mm-hmm. like, it feels like another life. It was only a year ago, but like, it feels like I, another life We're I'm actually headed to a rehearsal tonight for my release show on March 20th. If you're in Nashville, come hang out. Um, but, uh, we're doing like a full rock and roll set 
and I'm so excited and it's just not it's nothing like the pop stuff I there's just something about rock and roll live you know that that's how it was kind of a crowder because it's like usually like pop music like when I went to see crowder at hit sleep this last weekend like he was like it was like pop but like it was just like heavier like it was more like rocky but it was still like all the songs it just was interesting yeah you like I don't know what it is like pop is really good for like working out and all that and like pumping you up but like when I go to a concert I want to be in a moment with someone I feel like Mm -hmm. rock and roll is just so easy to bring someone into a moment like just like head banging and like that's one of the reasons why I love leading worship at my church is because like David's still the rocker and so we just like we'll jump up and down on stage and be like worshiping Jesus and stuff anyways and I feel like that gets a lot more fan engagement too like rock music gets a lot of fan engagement if you haven't realized that's why I know this person yeah. but so we're gonna switch gears a little bit we're gonna talk about some themes we're gonna bring up a theme and then we're gonna if we have time, we're going to all go around and say a song that makes us remind of the theme. If not, we'll just get your answer. Okay. So, okay. so the first thing we have is hope. What's the song that makes you think of hope or like some songs that make you think of hope or like message wise? I mean, we, I guess living hope, I have no idea who it's by, but like we say it on Sunday, my living hope, like what's the difference between living and dead hope? You know what I mean? Or like stagnant hope like I don't know my living hope I've been actually I've been thinking about that since we sang it on Sunday a little bit God you are my living hope I don't know anyways I think it was Phil Wickham if I'm not mistaken it is yeah oh see y'all see there you go uh Brad did you have a song that makes you think of hope there's a lot that come to mind but probably the top one would be Riley Clemens keep on hoping that song definitely it's completely in the pop genre but it did so well on radio and it's just really an encouraging song that definitely encouraged me to keep hoping to keep believing that to whether it's a miracle whether it's just going on every day through life but to never lose that hope that's the theme that I've needed at that moment and it's definitely an encouragement to so many others for me I thought of All My Hope by David Crowder and the version with Tolerant Wells especially so that's like the song I think of when I think of hope um the next theme is good news I never said these are going to be easy so Hadley, okay I've got Spotify pulled up here too I'm sorry I am looking I am cheating right now good yeah. news I can start if you want so you yeah go go for it while I look mine is best news ever by mercy me I think that's like a big theme and it's one the next album that when brad and i get to sit one-on-one that's one of the albums we're gonna go talk into so that's off his third life or album and everything brad for me it'd probably be seu worship they have a song called tell all my friends and the bridge just keeps saying this is the good news this is the gospel and it's definitely a song it's a upbeat worship song about just going out and sharing that news because it's something we can't hold back Kind of like Mercy Me song, Best New Ever. Both of those are really just going out and sharing that news with others. I guess, I mean, I'm trying, I don't know. I don't know. Wow, that's hard. I don't really listen to worship too much, like on my own, unless they're singing it on Sunday. Um, Is there a song in your past, like, or anything that maybe, (laughs) even if it's a little bit of mainstream, we can incorporate it. And so that's yeah, I was gonna say good for you came up in my head, like good for you. Like it's like I don't know, but that's not good news, right? But I guess replace me by family force five. Um, have you guys heard it? I don't think I heard that song by family force five. 
Family Force 5, like, they always had some, like, really great, like, weird stuff, which I miss and want forever, which I miss the old days, definitely branched out from Family Force 5 for sure. Um, But uh, Replace Me is, um, so Take Me and Replace Me with You. I think just, like, the concept of, like, the good news to me is, like God's died on the cross so that I can be made new. And as someone who feels like worn out all the time and like, you know, depressed sometimes, like a new version of me just is so refreshing. And um, as well as one that's holy as well. And um, my, oh, one of the lyrics in it is my battery died some time ago um, was, is like the opening line, I think of that song. And I think like, just the good news to me is, God gets to refresh me. And so replace, replace me with Family Force 5. I'm going to listen to that later. That that one's a throwback. I, feel, I don't know if you watched any of our previous episode, but the episode we brought up your single, we had Klein. I think it was the episode we had Klein on. We did a slideshow with Christian Music Super Latest. And one of them was before Thanos. It was Family Force 5 with the five members. Then it was said after Thanos. And there was like two members. They're still, they're now oh, an independent Oh band. my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's so... <laughs> miss soul glow soul glow was that was that that i channel soul glow like i try to at least like Mm -hmm. i hope when i start playing more festivals i'm gonna bring those whole cans back i swear i swear on it (laughs) um so the next one is facing challenges like a song that makes you remind you of facing challenges this can be like i said we can incorporate mainstream because like last week we brought on like mumford and sons lifehouse and all those or it can be a christian song that you can think of that makes you remind you of facing challenges brad and you want to start this one that's a tough one man there's so many songs i'm trying to think of one. Oh man there's so many songs like through different challenges and battles um to pick one, I would say Nothing Is Impossible by Plant Shakers. They just released a new live version of it because the song's like 12 years old. They just released Death in Class Friday. And it's such a good song that reminds her that no matter what we go through, nothing is impossible. Mm-hmm. Through the challenges we face, God is greater. And through him, we don't have to be afraid of the circumstances we go through. That song, it's 12 years old, but their new version they did, it's EDM, it's upbeat worship, and it's an amazing song that's definitely been on repeat for me recently. Do you have your answer yet, Grace? <laughs> it's uh, facing challenges i'm sorry i no Here. keep going um one that i think of is cannot do this alone by colony house have any of you guys listened to colony house before oh yeah yeah oh my gosh i love colony house they're one of my new favorite bands like i've heard about them maybe two years ago three years ago but like i didn't know who they were like i just it was actually when I went to see Mercy Me live, actually. They were just playing them, like, before the show, getting set up, and I was just at the show early. I was like, who is this? So I, like, shazammed it or whatever on my phone, and then I found out, and, like, after listening to him, I found out it was Stephen Curtis Chapman's son. I'm like, wow, but uh, the song Cannot Do This Alone is one thing, I think, because you can't you can't face all your challenges on your own. You need a team around you to help relay you and everything. Okay, I think I got mine. I don't want to live like this by Gable Price and Friends, but I'm looking up the lyrics because sometimes, okay, does anyone else feel like this? Sometimes songs make me feel a specific way 
but they're not actually about that. Like my first answer was going to be definitely maybe by F and static, but then I looked up the lyrics and it's about a girl. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't really face that challenge. So I'm like looking up other and another one that came up is I don't want to live like this. I don't want to end up bitter either way. So I'll take my Kool-Aid microwaved, like, like throw a fit, pout your lips. It, it's just whatever song you think of. So even if it's not that. Yeah, no, I think, I think like, I guess I don't want to live like this every time that comes up and I'm on a run. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to live. Like, I don't want to keep facing these challenges. I don't want to live like this. Do, sorry. Are we going to get like, um, copyrighted if I sing the song? No. no. Okay. There you go. Because we're bringing up the artist and the name, and we're not like playing their audio. It's not like we're playing their audio. There so. you go. Not copyright. Try to go away from the copyright. There, it would be so much. I think we could engage a lot more audience if we had the audio clip, but we don't want to get copyrighted either. So. Okay. What's the next one? Um. Fun fact about Gable Price and friends. Um, we met with Trevor Tyson last week. I don't know if you know who Trevor Tyson is or whatever from Trevor Talks, but um. But there you but go. He was on our podcast last week and we had gave him, he told us, we told him to give him a, a list of songs for him. And Gable Price and Friends was actually one of the artists on his list. So that's oh. two weeks in a row now. And Gable, I, no, Gable Price and Friends, here's something you need to know. That's what we want to hear. Like, that's what I want to hear. <laughs> Brother Jack, I showed that to a 12 year old I was babysitting like months ago. And the kid sat there and he said, huh, this is pretty good. Like, I just like, I like, yeah. Oh my gosh. I listen to Colony House, Gable Price and Friends. I li- a lot a lot of the bands I listen to, I know it's a little nuts, but it's just the old Christian bands from back, the classic crime. Their most, oh, what, what album is that? It's been on repeat. Um, Holy Water. Mm-hmm. Every drop of holy water comes from the ocean. Every um, atom in my body comes from exploding stars millions of years ago. <sighs> Like, I, I've been thinking about those lyrics a lot recently. Anyways. You want to know a good old man that not a lot of people know? Um, they only have one, like, album slash EP out. They're called The Wrecking. Do you know The Wrecking? Oh, yeah. I've heard of The Wrecking. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They're like, I found out that, about them a few months ago, too, and everything. And I know they have only have, like, that one album or EP out. What about the, um? oh, my gosh, um, uh, Capital Light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you guys ever listen to Capital Light? Definitely. I'll take the blame for you for making one. Two. No, when yes. I first I heard of them, like I've listened to like one or two songs, but when I first heard of them, I thought they were Capital Cities, like the song band that does Safe and Sound. I don't know. No. Um. But I'll look them more into after this episode and everything. Their cause... their song "Return" um about like the return of God mm-hmm. freaks me out when I was like eleven. Capital Lights. I love that whole "This Is an Our Age" album. I love it so much. But that one song, I would listen to it and I would get into cold sweats like in the middle of the night and I'd be like 12 and I was like, God's going to come back. What the heck? But if I listen to it now, it's like, oh, it's kind of, um, it's kind of comforting. <laughs> and then another band I like listening to or two of them is the museum that. The museum. Oh, I recognize that. Remember Seabird? Uh, 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 I can't you- remember like too much like because I don't have my note like them in my notes remember do you do you remember seabird oh my gosh that that's a that's a vibe from back in the day and then another one is the waiting the waiting I've heard of them 
Oh, what about the wedding? Mm. Oh my gosh, I play it for you, right? I Polarity, their one album, um, their album Polarity, I play on repeat. When me and my family get together, like for Thanksgiving, that's that's the album we have in the background, and Mm. it's like the it's one of the hardest. It's it's the best, and they only came out with a couple albums, and then they changed singers, and then they just yeah they're doing what I, I don't I think they don't exist anymore but that it's awesome it's so good and for those who are listening drop any comments below and tell us who are some of your favorites oh. yeah you know you um okay so what's the next theme this one's an easier one it's forgiveness <sighs> why is that not that easy um forgiveness the biggest one i can think of the top of my head though is forgiveness by matthew west from his um into the light album you know huh into the light album oh you know jeremy camps tonight remember that song yeah what happened to that sound um Jeremy, tonight I'll take my gun tonight. Um, that one, I guess, makes me. I guess it makes me feel like yeah. you know, like forgiveness. Like it makes me feel like tonight. Like I'll take my cross tonight. Like I, I will take responsibility over. <laughs> and Jeremy Camp is an interesting artist. He's he, like how you said you went from like pop to rock set. He's now gone from like rock set to pop set, in my opinion. You no, know that a player. lot of these bands have done that. Like um like uh the afters, for example. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I saw your picture on my space, maybe someday. Like, you know, like wh- what happened in that? And now they're like on Caleb, and I don't know any of the song but but like I think about MySpace girl all the time and they're just an example of rock into pop which is great do I think these these bands like created such a good name for themselves they can do whatever they want now. yeah like Hawk Nelson was another one yeah like Brad do you have any other bands that you didn't notice that like from rock to pop in a way um one of them that comes to mind is Manic Drive because like old school oh. they were they were like Family Force Five. They were rocking and everything. And now they're just so EDM pop. I mean, they still rock it, but like I do miss that old style of now and from them. And yeah, just- same with like Third Day, Lincoln Brewster, Casting Cutlass, like 10th Avenue North, like all of these bands like went from rock into that country pop radio sound, which is great. Good, like they're making hits. But like I definitely remember like Brandon Heath's um give me your eyes like you know like I mean that was on Christian radio technically too but it doesn't have like that country-esque sound you know it's not necessarily I mean I guess you could put it in pop but it, it, it's more organic it's um, more like they're not produced sounds yeah. as much as they're organic sounds like from like 2002 2010 it's like a big emergence like a lot of these artists were like more heavier sets I real or we would say heavier songs well, to say and if you think about it too like I mean there's like some songs that I've had where we've used like an electric drum set with Mm -hmm. a MIDI keyboard versus like a live drum like back in the day they didn't have those like programs too to Mm -hmm. make it easier and more popular and um so they maybe yeah they maybe produced an album that was all live because that's the resource they had so if you think about it too like the music industry's grown in that way um 
which makes it easier to make more popular sounds but and then Tommy Mac just incorporated all those into like one big album <laughs> yeah like rock pop rap I lo- no he can do whatever the heck he wants yeah like yeah. it's cool like to see how all these well my biggest point is like it's cool to see how all these other artists incorporate like 800 different genres into one to make it all sound unique Mm -hmm. Um, we're we're gonna do one more theme and this one's gonna be comfort comfort yeah i guess take (laughs) me by hawk nelson that's a song that saved my life um can you hear me does anyone else around me feel the way that i feel now from from the window where i sometimes cry um like i just like the idea that someone would probably know where i'm at in my mental health journey is just so comforting like I mean I guess that song also comforts me too because like in the most traumatic season of my life that's the song that just would play I don't understand it it just played non-stop in my head and you're not alone like I mean hey look at Brad I'm wearing his shirt um you're not alone like that's become my whole brand and that's all stemmed like I don't think people really like you want to talk about comfort album, comfort food, comfort. It's, it's letters to the president by Hark Nelson for me. Like I, I don't listen to it very often, but when I do, it feels like home. Like, um, you know, like, um, oh, she's got every little thing, you know, like that's just like, so cute and comfort. I don't know. Like that whole album I have to say is like comfort music to me. Like when I don't feel good, I put it on and I just, I feel some type of way again, like teenage, just singing along to Jason Dunn. Man, yeah. Brian, do you have any songs that comfort you? For me, like there's different types of comfort that I go to. Like sometimes I'm, I head more to worship, like Plant Shaker, some of their albums have really touched me, but also like old school TFK, the song, This Is A Call, like that song, that touches me so much if ever like the weight of the world really crushing me or depression that's a song that I go to and that's a song that really just comforts me like also just even Memphis May Fire their album Unconditional and a few other bands like it's heavy but like Greg said you, ha- you kind of get that feeling like okay this is what life used to be like when like, we could just choose to believe and accepting that even now even though we kind of are aware of more problems going on in our lives to listen to these music that reminds us what it is just to believe and hope in the face of all the opposition it's really comforting and like some of those songs extremely are just so touching that god uses okay so there's an album there's a song by a thousand for crutch that makes me feel so comfort what is it called favorite disease mm, that's a good that, one, yeah. you're my favorite disease and i love the way you like oh my gosh like sometimes uh yeah i love yes oh my gosh see i could talk about this old school music like for hours i won't because you've got to get to work brendan but <laughs> I, i'm fine for a little bit so we're good but um so like one couple things that come up in my head is how he loves us by david crowder band like that's oh. that's a big but that's what if we go a little bit towards the early 2000s like where this conversation has been going a lot I think of the Jeremy Camp's albums Stay mm-hmm. but that's like a huge album with like I Still Believe Walk by Faith and all and that I still believe oh yes yes so like I still believe it's obviously like his personal song but that's what gave Jeremy comfort like it was his comfort song for like 
when his wife died and everything. You know what? Um, another um band that I don't feel like has been talked about enough, and I like one of my one of my like goals is to like sit down, either have coffee or write a song with this person. Um, Waverly. Does anyone mm. remember Waverly? Definitely. Yeah. No, Brandon, you, I'm about to change your life. Um, uh, they have the EP is what I listen to this EP pretty often. And these are my goals. Um, it's called the EP and it's got this black and white cover. And I love how simple this entire thing is, but caught in the middle, like caught in the middle like I'm caught in the middle between like what is right and what is wrong now I'm caught in the middle of it all that song is so I don't know what how happy it is it's just like yeah try to love it yeah you yeah there you go yes oh my gosh caught in the middle and then um uh one more try Oh, I think one more try is a little more of a breakup type thing. But if you turn up the sound all the way and just, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, oh, I see, see that. Um, and I think, oh, we're talking about comfort, right? As the last song, mm-hmm. um, not to, I, I think it's so weird that my life is so full circle. Um, but one of my favorite songs ever and um, I hope he never hears me say this, but I, you guys are not going to make that possible. My Sweet Escape by Run Kid Run is literally one of those. I listen to it, I think, every day. Don't tell my worship pastor. But um, My Sweet Escape, right back to you. Um, I, this is it. Confidence is all in. Yeah, it's like, there's just something about thinking about God as a sweet escape, Right thinking of him as something I can, I can run to for comfort. And I think that one, that is one of the songs that, um, has built up my faith, um, immensely growing up when I, I never, cause when we go to church, we think about God as like this all being this powerful being that like, we almost feel like separated from because, but if we think like the concept of God being a sweet escape somewhere we can run to, I think was so new for me as a teenager and has, I think about, I think about, and it's just so crazy that now I lead worship with this guy and like, he's actually opening for me at my release show. Um, But like, but that is one of the most monumental songs as far as like my faith journey, thinking of God and running to God as a sweet escape. And then now I'm in the place I am, um, but yeah, I don't really listen to worship. You guys are like saying all these worship songs. I got to check these worship songs out because I don't listen to worship music as much because I do. I think what also has impacted me on my musical journey is accepting like music is music. Like it, just because it's a Christian song doesn't make it better than <laughs> some of like these secular songs, you know, like I listen to Billie Eilish like and and she says some really real stuff about people who struggle with suicide. Like, and to me, I feel seen and I feel heard by Billie Eilish. Same with like Olivia Rodrigo. And um, I love uh, Sabrina Carpenter is another one vocally that I love. Um, There's one, 
Gracie Abrams' new album. I'm trying to write more. So, so I'm working on another project after this one. I've got a project coming out at the end of the month. But um, I'm working on a project for like next year and all that. And I need to write more slower songs in Gracie Abrams. Um, this is, if you want, want to know in real time what I've been listening to, I think it's called, um, I don't, it's her first song off her new album. Um, but, oh, here it is. Good Riddance is her new album and Best. Oh, you never were the best. I was, I never was the best to you. It's like, it makes me feel so convicted as like a friend who like friendships that I've let go, you know, like I never was the best to you. I never was the best to you. And just kind of realizing it, except I feel like sitting in it. I don't feel like enough Christian songs let you sit in the emotion. So that's what I'm trying to do is like, let people sit in it, you know, like the light, like, you know, anyways, sorry. I could talk about this for hours. I love, I love that. Well, like one of the artists I listen to, that I just I don't know feel connected to with like some themes is Coldplay's but one of the bands like oh yes um oh. Yeah, like, I can't think of some songs on the top of my head right now but like there's song- it magic yes and I but, like, don't wanna, I don't wanna. yes, like, yes. that album if you listen to their album like Everyday Life there's actually some really good meanings in their album Everyday Life it's one of it's one of their newer albums it's not one of their most popular but it's one of their newer albums and there's a lot of hidden themes in that song those songs if you read the lyrics Yes. And I think, I think that's what I love too about being creative is like, I have the opportunity to put these hidden meanings. Christian music is like, it's like, oh, this is God, this is who we, you know, but I love going to like the more mainstream stuff and like, they're probably a believer themselves, but they don't, they're not in Christian music. And here's a hidden theme about like, it's called everyday life, right? Like that album, like, yeah, what? what more artistic thing can you do than put holy themes within an album that's called everyday life where you're describing emotion anyways and then and the other one i kind of touched base on this like another band i listened to that's not mainstream i talked about this with trevor tyson who was our guest last week is shine down there's a new song by shine down called daylight and my favorite line from the song is have faith you're not alone and there's like a lot of big themes off mm-hmm. their new album and everything huh yeah I, I I think there's just something so profound about making secular music and being able to minister to people, a much wider audience that aren't believers and like have faith. Like, I don't, I don't know, like there, that's just such an amazing opportunity people have um, and a calling to be able to have a personal faith and show Jesus to people. Like, it makes me want to go secular. Not that I'm going to go secular tomorrow because I'm kind of heavily in the Christian community, but it it makes me want to write more songs like that where I'm not just telling them the answer. I'm making people figure it out. We get a lot of backlash from this, but someone that does it really well is Justin Bieber, honestly. If you listen to some of his <laughs> But there's some of yes. his songs. Like if you listen to his album Purpose, like he has the song like Purpose, like there's a lot, like a big hidden meaning in that. Like there's some songs like he just has hidden meanings in there yeah like baby like god calls us baby no that's a joke, that's <laughs> no, that, a joke. That was sorry that's terrible sorry god does not call but, me baby. but there is I some like he released that worship ep a few years ago like that had like judah smith in it and everything too and chandler moore was in the album and everything 
I think like that's just that's just so cool like believers will know like that's out there but someone who has never experienced the Lord before is going to be a fan of Justin Bieber and stumble upon that and I think that I think that is beautiful yeah and it just shows like how everything pretty much music is like a full circle thing you might not think about it they're like oh there's like 800 different circles but they all go like into the same theme such idea basically Mm-hmm. Brad, do you have anything you want to add before we wrap this up? But yeah, yeah, that's just so true. What you guys are saying about we love how these artists do it. Like I know I mentioned Memphis May Fire a lot because they're they're mainstream, but yet the lead singer he's Christian. I love the themes of hope. The themes like even their last album they did called um, Remade in Misery. It's not a happy album. It's real life, mm-hmm. but it's albums from in the broken points of still resisting it, of still choosing to live. Like their song The Fight Within. That one gets me so much because it's choosing. Like, hey, life sucks right now, but yet we can still choose to press on. We can still choose to keep walking. Other artists out there like Tori Kelly, um, NF, both of them. Like, I love their artistry. Oh, I'm not the NF's new song? Yes. I don't listen to it, believe it or not. You got to listen to it. You haven't listened to that? Not yet. You it's see, that, that's iconic. Like, I like. I don't think people are talking about it enough. Like, it's just so real and raw. When I first heard it, I kind of got like a little bit of an anxiety attack because it is. It's just. It is so real. Like, it's really good. So true. Yeah, that one blew me away. Like, it's definitely because his music has been so personal, so deep. And then this new song, it's still that, but it's given a light of hope. It's given a life of change, and I love that about him. Like this new album. I'm super excited for to see the impact it does because I don't really think it's a bridge between Christian and secular more than I think we just need more artists who are Christians really talking about this real life. Like, I think that's the change in Christian music we need for it to be music again that lifts up Jesus. So, yes, yes, Michigan. Yes. NF is from Michigan, so Michigan represent right here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you guys are both in Tennessee, so now we actually can have someone in Michigan. Maybe we should have him join. Then it's two from Tennessee, two from Michigan. Maybe that's what. It's yeah, called. I mean, if you can get me on a Zoom call with NF, <laughs> sure. Stephen Malcolm's actually from my hometown. If you guys know Stephen Malcolm, he's actually like from my hometown. Cool. Yeah. cool. Anyway, that's getting carried away. <laughs> but anything else you guys want to talk about before we wrap this up? Like anything you want to bring up? No, I think I think I also don't want people to think I don't like because Christian music's good. Um. But I think, I think we're just on a, like, the more life gets real and the more life Mm -hmm. gets hard, I think people are craving hearing that they are not alone um, and that people have experienced it too. Because I think, especially in the mental health community, most of the people I talk to feel crazy because they don't know other people have experienced what they're experiencing. They feel like I'm having weird intrusive thoughts and they think they need to get like, like absurd help for it. But when in reality, we all have those thoughts and no one really talks about that, especially, especially as Christians, I feel like we're taught to suppress and, and hide and, and think of what's holy. And so when we have unholy thoughts, oh my gosh, we feel like, what am I doing wrong? And I think that's what we're craving, um, especially as Christians, from what I'm hearing in this conversation. It's not that we don't love, I mean, we obviously love a good worship song on Sunday morning, and there's appropriate times and places for these songs, but everyday life, as far as that, it we crave 
being known. And we have a father that knows and loves us, but it's so isolating when we don't feel like we're known by our community and we don't know where our place is yet. Um, and um, yeah, I, I think I think there is a time and a place for a good worship song, but I think as far as authenticity is what people are really craving right now, especially after the pandemic, especially with social media nowadays. Um, I think it's amazing that you guys are doing this podcast because we need more noise. That's positive noise. We need more things on social media that are going to point people to these awesome songs and these awesome opportunities to experience the Lord like it. Like, that's why I make the videos I do as cheesy as they can be. Sometimes it's, it's because if I'm going to add to the noise, it has to be beneficial and it has to have a purpose. It can't be, um, it can't just add to the noise and, oh, look what I did today. You know, like I'm, no, I do some really cool stuff, but like, no, like I, I, sometimes I, you know, I can't look at other people's feeds because I, like, it just doesn't, it doesn't feed well to my brain. I mean, it's not about I'm better than you. It's about this is me. And like, if this is you too, let's do this together. And that's what we're all craving. Anyways, there's my little rant welcome to my ted talk just kidding this is the grace graber podcast now hi guy no <laughs> well thanks again for joining us we had a great time wow. talking with you Thank and you. we we recommend for those who are listening to check out our previous episodes and also grace's music and her podcast as well and we hope you guys have a great week and take care everybody